25 years of public service to Texas and Eastern New Mexico. News and weather now on News Talk KFYO. 46 in Lubbock at 530. I'm Luke Matzik. A moderate earthquake struck this afternoon in West Texas. The earthquake happened at around 3.32 p.m. in Reeves County and registered at a 5.3 magnitude on the Richter scale. The epicenter was around 89 miles west of Odessa. Multiple reports have come in about the earthquake being felt in Lubbock. The earthquake was the third strongest to strike the state. Get more news at KFYO.com. I'm Luke Matzik, Depend On. You're listening to the Chad Hasty Show. Welcome back to the Chad Hasty Show. Steve Evans in this evening. 1-800-687-0790. You want to give us a call? Let's go to the phones. David from California. You're on the Chad Hasty Show. Oh, yeah. Hi, Steve. Uh, yeah, I was um, interested in another topic until I heard that uh, news uh, talking about that earthquake. Um, it's pretty you- much... Man, you're jumping the gun. I hadn't got to the earthquake yet. Sure. <laughs> but go ahead, go ahead. We'll, well get to yeah, it. Well, yeah, it's it's out near uh, uh, the out toward, toward Midland, but mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty much on the line, as I understand it, in New Mexico. I guess technically the uh, earthquake itself was in New Mexico, but felt you know, what hundreds of miles away. Yeah, I haven't got. We felt it. Uh, well, they I say we did. They say we felt it in Lubbock. I didn't feel anything. It's <laughs> just a normal day to me. But. Well, we haven't. I'm, I'm calling you from out in San Francisco. We had one a couple of weeks ago that uh, was um, apparently four or five, so it was pretty comparable. But it, uh, I was probably riding my bicycle, so I didn't feel a thing, but everybody <laughs> else around town felt it. Uh, but what I was uh, disturbed about, as you might know, uh, former Governor Perry, when he was elevated to become the energy secretary under Donald Trump, mm-hmm. he decided to make Texas the uh, nuclear waste dump of the world. He was going to park a whole bunch of it down near um, Waco, and then he was going to park another batch of it over in Andrews County, which is basically right next to where that earthquake happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, as I understand it, over in New Mexico, uh, just on the other side of the line, they're going to even hold uh, what they're going to park in in uh, Andrews County is about 10 percent of what they've got. Ninety percent uh, more would be over there in New Mexico, which would also be right within proximity to that earthquake. I believe so, everything you're saying is true. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong? These rats, you know, these guys that are pretending that uh, we can't go solar, they pretend that we can't go wind. Do you, you do do know that Texas, probably this very minute, is one third of the electricity of Texas right now is uh, wind power? No, it's not wind power. It's not all wind power. Third, one third of it. Yes, it's, it is. It's absolutely subsidized so much. That it doesn't. The, the, you don't the net cost of it is way more. Oh, you, you subsidize the, the turbines. Okay, well, let's let's C- look come at out it. here. It's come it. out here sometime, David. I'll show you the wind farms and I'll show you the stacks and stacks and stacks of fiberglass blades that have uh, that have exceeded their lifespan. That are just stacked out in graveyards because they have nothing to do. You talk about nuclear waste. People don't see that. It's buried. You can see the waste 
from the wind farms and the the heavily subs. That's why people are in it. They subsidize the fire out of it. It's known to cause uh, problems with in migratory bird patterns across West Texas. It well, absolutely has polluted the skyline. It's disgusting. It's not the Texas I grew up in. There's a whole lot of horse crap to that because they have wind. Uh, I've gone to the various conventions. They've got windmills that can run three miles an hour and generate, you know, just like a bicycle can have 20, 20 gears. You can have a windmill going three miles an hour, and uh, it'll generate a hell of spin down there at the base, uh, you know, to power the electricity, to power the motors. So when you start looking at the idea that, uh, and it is about 30% of the electricity in any given moment in Texas is coming from wind power. And the idea that, uh, you know, if somebody is saying that you cannot recycle the blades of a windmill, that is such horse crap. I, well, you, there's come no out here. To... Uh, if you can, I, I invite you to open up a windmill blade recycling business. You could, you would, you would be, uh, you would have a great business because I can, I can show you where there's thousands of them stacked Well, up. To, to be a million year waste dump for nuclear waste is what the issue is. Uh, and, and when you start talking about subsidies, just any normal business, you know, the first year is the hardest year, right? Because you have to have what are called startup costs. Sometimes the second year, the third year are pretty tough. But once you get into the third and fourth, fifth year, you're just riding on gravy. And so when you start looking at the uh, subsidies to solar, to the subsidies to wind, it's the startup cost. It's not perpetual. You start uh, leveling mountains, coal, uh, you know, mountaintop removal over in West Virginia or various places, Kentucky, just taking whole mountains, grinding it up, sticking it on a train, sticking it on a barge, sticking it onto a conveyor belt. That's where the subsidies are. I used to, the first job I had was working out on the towboats on the Mississippi River, and the subsidies of pushing vast tonnage of coal up or down the river in order to get to a power plant and then putting it on a conveyor belt. That was vastly subsidized by the U.S. government. Okay, David, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you there. Um, I, I, I get, you gotta get to your point real quick here. We gotta go. Well, you take a mountain and you put it on a train. This, the railroads get a subsidy for hauling it cheaper than reality. When uh, I, I saw the stats on it, it at the time uh, it was eight cents a kilowatt hour for electricity, but the real costs for all of the subsidies for coal was forty five cents. So it was a, a thirty seven uh, or thirty eight uh, cent subsidy cost for t- for railroads for barges. Uh, for the uh, uh, cleanup uh, of the mountaintop removal, and then the scrubbers uh, it was also subsidized. That's perpetual. But you start looking at a windmill, once you get uh, a little grease on the motor, once you get the, uh, the tower in place, those babies, uh, the startup costs are in the first years. Oh, I, again, I'm gonna, and thanks for your call. I'm, uh, I would invite you anytime, David, to come out and uh, see the wind farms and the number of windmills that are not running, the cranes that are uh, that have got them taken apart, the stacks of blades, and tell me what a great deal they are. Um, if there's a windy area in California, a nice big 100-square-mile uh, um, patch of windy area, I would love to come stick them out there in your state, and uh, we can make it beautiful, too. 
Now, although uh, I think some of your statistics are correct, I think it's about 24%, um, depending on which statistic you look at, 24 to 32% comes from wind. Uh, natural gas is still king out here. It's very cheap. 51% of our generation, over 50% comes uh, from natural gas. But, uh, I, again, uh, they take those things apart. They stack the blades up. And uh, would love for somebody to figure out what to do with them because every report we've gotten is they can't put them in the landfill. They don't degrade. They're just waste. So you don't have me sold on it. Um, natural gas, coal, and nuclear are still king in my mind. So, so many texts to get to. Uh, I don't think we want to get to the, the California hater texts at the top of the list. There's probably a few of those. But, hey, thanks for calling. Uh, I always uh, like to talk to people I disagree with. We'll take the break. 806-680-2790. If you'd like to send us a message, I'll get to them. There's so many. Uh, you're listening to the Chad Hasty Show. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Chad Hasty Show. This is going to be a segment full of your text because there's just so many of them. I don't get texts like this except when I do Attention Deficit Fridays. <laughs> you know, we should have done that today. I'm not even sure if I'm on tomorrow. Might be, might not. I don't know. Uh, let's see. 831. Uh, what about that diesel? <laughs> uh, 778. Uh, interview Ross Eaton about wind power and changeover cost. I didn't want to get into wind power. I've got articles I can throw up that, that, that tear David's comments apart. Um, and we can get into it later, uh, maybe next week. It'll be something good for next week. You want to talk about wind power again. Texas Tech has done some studies. The cost of wind power, astronomical. And it's ugly. I just, I get, uh, see, I didn't want to get into this. It's almost, it's almost an attention deficit show. I get upset when people want to talk about how great wind power is. Come out here and look at my West Texas, out here where I live, in the landscape that I drove, the highways that I drove up and down when I was a kid that were beautiful. Um, rolling hills, the rolling plains of West Texas, and now they're littered with windmills. They're awful. Littered with windmills um, and, and the blades, the stacks of blades. Turn off, uh, turn off outside of south of Sweetwater and you just see the blade graveyards out there. Um, four, five, six, uh, I guess liberal land, 24% is equal to one-third. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew we'd get to those <laughs> those California texts. Uh sorry, David. Uh seven eight one uh West Texas facility breathing new life into old blades. Uh yeah, I'll take a look at that. Are they turning uh are they turning them into uh coffee shops? Well <laughs> look at that. Thanks for the text. Three six seven Scott's complain about nuclear waste. It's so minimal in comparison. Agree. 549, I drive back and forth to Fort Worth three to four times a week. I've seen three blades break and uh, fly into the air. That's it's it's pretty spectacular when those things come apart, too. But, hey, if you drive, you know, 549, if you drive back and forth, you drive from Lubbock, um, Lubbock to Sweetwater, um, or those of you down in the big country coming up to Lubbock, you've got them all around you down there. Um, you see a crane pulled up and part of a windmill tore off all over the place. How often have you been out there when um, less than 10% of them are even turning? And the problem with it is, and I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to go into wind power. The problem with it is, is we have to build base load 
back up. We've got to build coal fire and, and natural gas fired uh, plants to absorb that one third, 23%, whatever you want to claim it is, that renewable energy when it's not running. There are times in it, yeah, I've heard three miles an hour, five miles an hour. I've seen them all stopped. I've seen the just dead calm out on the rolling plains and nothing turning. And you get into a peak demand and something's got to absorb that load. You can't rely on it. Oh, it's cheap. It's ah, whatever. Uh, 474 he said the magic word grease those motors. <laughs> Windmills have too many moving parts. Anything requiring lubrication will fail. They work. Uh, but when they offend the KISS principles of engineering, big time. Yeah, they're pretty complicated machines. And you, you factor in, again, wasn't going to go into wind. You factor in all the transmission costs. You have to factor that in, too, because typically they're, stick, they're set out there in remote areas where there's not enough transmission to handle them. So you've got the transmission cost. Well, that's just startup cost. It pays itself back. No, it has to be maintained. We don't have underground lines going out. Somewhere there's got to be transformer substations to run them. There's got to be the transmission infrastructure. That all and the the, the article that I've I've got. I, I might get to it next week. The article I've got. It it was a Texas Tech study. It highlights all of it. Four four one old decommissioned wind turbines in Fluvanna. Multiple multiples of them leaking oil all the way down to the mass in the ground. Folks still refuse to acknowledge the waste, even with photographic proof. We're going to get to the end of this list. Uh, let's see. There's a blade graveyard in Slayton, too. Absolutely, there is. They're starting to see them pop up everywhere. And I need to, we need to talk about the the earthquake. <laughs> 5.4 million. I know. There was an earthquake. I know. There was. I didn't feel it. Did you feel it, Nick? Did it Did it shake you? I didn't. Either. I had people texting me saying, did you feel that? Did I feel what? It's uh, I don't know. I'm in a comfortable chair. I, don't know. I didn't feel it. Yeah, if you're driving, you don't notice it. It's you got to be stationary. I didn't remember seeing anything shake. But uh, the third strongest earthquake to ever strike Texas, and the strongest since 1995. Uh, the United States Geological Survey reporting that a magnitude 5.4 shook much of West Texas around 3:30 p.m. today. It struck. Um, West southwest of Mentone, about 35 miles northwest of Pecos, at a depth of uh, five and a half miles. It was followed by four aftershocks, including a magnitude of 3.8, 3.4, a 2.8, and 2.6. The third strongest earthquake to ever to strike Texas, and the strongest since 1995, of the West Texas uh, areas on the list of the strongest in the state include Fort Davis, Alpine, and Loving County. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, KFYO's Lance Balance tweeted out. Uh, um, it said, uh, uh, "Pull this little gem back out." It was a, a radio broadcast from a, a station in California. It was one of his uh, broadcasts back in 1994. And uh, the only reason I'm telling you about it is because I remember it. I was stationed in San Diego in 1994 when that massive earthquake hit, and I had a stepsister up in LA. So I drove up the I-5 uh, early that morning to. Uh, to go see her and i i was coming back home uh, uh back to san diego and drove under uh an overpass that collapsed three hours after that i'd have got stuck uh up in LA trying to, i had had to wrap around and take pacific coast highway down but that was um I, I had made it back to uh i was i was 
in the barracks and uh, at Thirty uh, Second Street Naval Station at the time, and um, you don't even feel them on a boat. You know, they're pretty unless they're shaking the water, unless it's you know like uh, the end of times kind of earthquake or a tsunami. But uh, you don't feel them uh, on a ship. But I was I was in a barracks at the time. And I remember that thing shaking. Uh, it scared me to death. I had absolutely no idea. I thought the sky was falling. I thought a war had broke out. We had been bombed. I had absolutely no idea. I was unprepared. Uh, and you get kind of used to it. If, if you're in Southern California, there's there's tremors. There's uh, everything shakes all the time. Seems like. And I remember the first time my wife had uh, she moved down. We were in the second floor of an apartment complex and dead asleep and, uh, and everything shakes it's just a tremor it wasn't an earthquake just a little tremor and um and she was ready to come home i mean she's just ready to pack uh get me out of here <laughs> the, the sky is falling we're not we're not living through this i'm like man you didn't you weren't she wasn't there when the the that big earthquake had hit and uh, that thing shook everything but uh uh thanks for the tweet lance it um <laughs> walked down memory lane but um, we'll, we'll have the t-shirts about, uh, you know, survive the great Mentone earthquake. They'll come out very soon. If you remember, um, um, the last time we had a big West Texas earthquake, we had the, the, I survived the West Texas earthquake story. So let me know. 806-680-2790. Um, did you feel the earthquake today in Ipin Lubbock or, uh, down in Sweetwater or wherever, um, Wichita Falls? I bet you didn't feel it up there. I don't think it, uh, I don't know. You may have. Um, and depending on, uh, how, st- how start, uh, how early you started drinking today, you may have felt it a lot worse. <laughs> Who knows? Oh my goodness. Earthquakes in West Texas. Is it a sign of the times, Nick? Should we be concerned? I don't think it was a biblical earthquake. <laughs> Enjoy being with you today. Always do. Be back with you, I think, next week, 22nd and 3rd, uh, on the schedule. Thanksgiving week. Until then, have a great evening. Keep your chin up. Everything's going to get better. You listen to the Chad Hasty Show right here on the Texas Town Square Media Network. I'm Steve Evans. Have a great evening. I'll see you down the road. The Chad Hasty Show, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network.